Hello, welcome to Breakcast. My name is Rebecca Crockett. I am the film TV editor of Break Newspaper. I'm joined today by some lovely little writers that are my favourite little film and TV writers. Sorry, I keep calling you little. That's really <laughs> mean. Um, so we have Elliot and we have Hi. Tess. Say hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. Are we all excited about the Oscars? Yeah, for once. It's actually an interesting competition. Yeah, I know. I'm very excited about it. What about you, Jet Tess? I'm excited. I'm scared a little bit. Just oh. Just because I'm not sure. Like, this is like one year where I'm really not sure. And I've got like my favourites, but I don't think they'll win. Yeah, fair enough. So I think we should maybe go through the best picture nominees because, I don't know, I don't know, have you watched them all? Where are you at with like seeing them? Because it's, it's difficult this year because they're out like one after the another and it's it can be a bit daunting but yeah I, I just have two more to see and then I'll be up to date but I'm very proud about it sorry I just bragged there now but yeah what about you? I think I'm quite behind this year mm-hmm. I think I've only seen a couple of the actual best picture nominations yeah um, I was way more up to date on the Emmys I've only seen four that's fine <laughs> guys I think that's ahead of me yeah there's no shame here that's absolutely fine which ones of the ones you've seen is your favourite? Or favourites? Poor things. Yeah. Yeah. See, I missed poor things. Like, I was literally going to see it yesterday and I've completely forgot about Tess. it. Tess. <laughs> you need to watch <laughs> Poor Things. It's so good. Fantastic. Oh, even, I'm very happy that I got a um, score nominee as well. The music in that is so fun. It's, it like, in the same way that the entire film, it's kind of like Uncanny Valley where it's Victorian distant past it feels like the distant future and it's the same with the music it just feels like nothing I've ever seen before and I really really enjoy it um yeah I would say personally my favorite this year is Anatomy of a Fall I don't know if you've seen that yet I've not heard very good things (laughs) oh it's so good it's so good um basically if you don't know what it's about it's about a writer in France I think who lives in France but she's German and her husband dies one day when there's no witnesses. It's just her and her son in the house. And then it's just the process of the French legal courts and how she addresses like her husband's death, dealing with her son and his grief, and also having this media scrutiny on her. And it is so good. It's so good. It's so underrated. And I love it. Um, so if you have a chance to see that, definitely yeah, see it. I definitely need to go through all of them. If I can find the time. Yeah, that's the thing. It's so hard to find the time to watch it, especially as students. So I feel like mm-hmm. if you even watch like a couple of them, yeah, you're fine. But I, w- I will say this year, I feel like a lot of the best picture nominees a lot are a lot more accessible. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know. I feel like there's been a lot more conversation about film in the mainstream media. Like, yeah. obviously because of Barbie and Oppenheimer. But it's just nice to see that even things like Killers of the Flower Moon and, I don't know, like you said, per things, yeah. people are talking about them and it's not just some sleeper heads, you know? Yeah, I think part of that could be, we had a few years where there was nothing and then we had a few years of just so much content being yeah. overwhelmed and now we're at a pretty good pace Yeah, um, where things had to have a decent amount of room to breathe. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. It's great. Um, any opportunity for there to be like people excited about film I'm so here for it (laughs) it doesn't even have to be like listen I would love there to be more attention on Charles Milton but the fact that people like um, 
can't remember her name. I think it's Divine from The Holdovers. The fact that she's getting a nomination. I love that woman. Yeah. Was it you, Tess, that you're... Were you saying that you love The Holdovers? Oh, yeah, that's gone, like, into my top, like, three. It's, like, the third. Yeah? So it replaced... I think it replaced The Lost Boys nice. in my letterbox. That's revolutionary that's for me. <laughs> my favourite, like, my two favourite films are Good Will Hunting and Dead Poets Society. Not in that order, in the other order. Yeah. But um, I just feel like there's so, like... I always use the word reminiscent in all of my, like, reviews. I'll be like, it's reminiscent of this, but it is, like... It has the same sort of vibe yeah. as Dead Poets Society specifically because obviously it's like teacher-student relations. 100%. But I loved it. Like, it made me cry. Yeah. I was sitting there by myself in, like, the cinema and there was, like, these two older people next to me and I'm sitting there, like, wiping the tears, <laughs> like, don't look at me, don't look at me. That slots in so nicely in your letterbox, like, top four. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know the way Spotify does those, like, day lists? Yeah. I feel like Letterbox should do that and yours would be, like autumnal academia <laughs> or like that vibe oh yeah I don't know what my day list would be I don't know do you know yeah um I've no idea what for my, film though for film animated probably yeah animated melancholic weirdos the f- I'm sorry <laughs> for the audience Elliot had like a like a very <laughs> contemplative look in his face and then came up with like the most perfect list of adjectives for his taste I've ever I mean, what a what a man. That's amazing. Um, I'm trying to think, what would mine be? I feel like I love a film about nothing. Mm. I love it. And I, I personally felt like the holdovers. There's not like a overarching storyline. It's very much like you're um you're going with the ebbs and flows of the holiday, which if people don't know what it's about, it's basically about a Christmas holiday where one of the students at school isn't able to go home and it's about his relationship with the teacher um but yeah I just love a good film where nothing really happens but you cry at the end and you're happy about it you know do you like Sofia Coppola see I should but I've never really got into her I don't like her really oh my god slander (laughs) I know it's really bad I just all of her films I've watched them and I've just been like two stars like really not good see I feel like a lot of people were surprised. Priscilla didn't get a Best Picture nominee, did she? No. No. See, I would have thought if that was going to get anything, I would yeah. have gone for costume design. Right, okay. Because of that, but anything else, like... In fairness, I heard very little conversation about Priscilla. Yeah. The look of disgust on your two faces right now. <laughs> Over Priscilla. God, she's not dead. I was about to say, God rest her soul. Sorry, <laughs> Priscilla. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was surprised it didn't get more nominees. I... I've seen like bits of it. It's one of those films like I've dipped in and out of it. I need to sit down and watch the whole thing. But yeah, I don't know. Um, what I was going to bring up was I know in the Brig like film and TV chat, there was a lot of conversation about the Barbie snub, as there has been on Twitter. How are we feeling about that? Elliot, you're wearing pink today. Slay. I mean, I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Barbie is going to win a few things. I definitely think production design. Um, it's a real front runner for him, but it got quite a few nominations, and I think most of them are justified. Like it got best supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it got both best supporting. Yeah. Um, and I think they've got a real shot at best supporting actress. Yeah. You know, I I definitely understand where the where the Barbie snub came from. Mm. Really? Yeah. See, I I don't know. I felt I think they deserved all of that, and I definitely. I'm not one of those people that 
is like Barbie deserved every single nomination. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're thinking about a film that magnitude, to not nominate the woman that made the film possible. And like you hear stories about how Margot Robbie, she's not just the lead actress in it. She really was in the room with the executives fighting for Greta's vision every step of the way. I, I remember hearing something about like they had a like a take it or leave or leave it approach where mm-hmm. if you don't like this idea, we're both leaving. Like it's it was that sort of like they really fought for it and for them to not be recognised for that. Well, it's shocking. With, with that in mind actually, it sort of reflects how it wasn't about them, it was about the whole team. They mm-hmm. put everything forward, not just for themselves, but to yeah. lift up everyone else and so many of their team are being recognised yeah. in turn for that. Yeah, that that is true. Like, I, not to be a man-hater, but I do feel like if it was a male duo, there might have been more of a showboating aspect mm-hmm. to the way they handle this film. But you're right, like, they really were careful in, like making sure everybody who was involved with the project had their time in the sun. Mm-hmm. I just wish that they got a little bit more sometime, you know? I don't know. I think mm-hmm. even Ryan Gosling, like, he put out a statement saying, like, yeah. it wouldn't be a film without Greg no, Robbie Robbie. But I feel like I loved Barbie and everything, and I know it's not, like, people don't take it as seriously yeah. as the other films, which that could be a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. But um, I feel like... Is still incredible. America Ferrera yeah. being nominated—that's a big thing for women as well. So I feel like that's really gone under the radar as well because people are so focused on Greta not getting like director or Margot for lead actress. Yeah. But like America getting the nomination is still amazing. Yeah. And I feel like that needs to be more of a conversation as well. That is so true. Actually, I hadn't even thought about that. Like, as as much as those women were amazing, the rest of the team are sublime they're so good justice for barbie um yeah is there any other snubs we're sort of upset about annoyed about not snubs but one thing i would bring up is oppenheimer yeah so oppenheimer is a major front runner do you think it will win best picture and do you think it should earn best picture ah see no i i don't think it deserves it i think it might get it to be honest i I think maybe, in my head, maybe Killers of the Flower Moon, just because everybody loves Scorsese. I'm not a fan of it. I didn't really like it. Um, that might be my front runner for Best Picture. I don't want it to be. I would love Anatomy of a Fall to get it, but I'm biased. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I had a friend that said that she wanted Killian Murphy to win for Best, best Lead. I'm also not a fan of that. I don't know. Maybe that's sacrilegious to say, but... I think, it's my truth. The thing about uh, Oppenheimer's cast yeah. is the four like main actors, so Kellyanne Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., Emily Blunt and Florence Pugh, mm. they're all so amazing, but none of the four stand out because they're all on such a high pedestal together. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think Emily Blunt had the best performance of the four. Yeah. Um, the scene where she's monologuing towards the end was, I mean, I think that was the best scene of the film, apart from... The Nook. 100%. But, um, I don't know. Ironically, given what it's about, I think it lacked a certain spark. Um, <laughs> Wordsmith like, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was Nolan, you know, he's a master at his style. Production was amazing. 
uh, score was amazing, acting was amazing, but I don't know, maybe it's just because it was based on a true story. There's a certain lack of creativity or creative spark. Yeah, I I always say about Nolan films, especially like recent ones, it feels like a parody mm. of his style. Yeah. Say, the same with um, Wes Anderson films. It just feels like he's doing a Wes Anderson film now yeah. and he's not trying to reach for anything more creatively. Yeah. I think Oppenheimer sort of the stereotypical Nolan in a good way, mm-hmm. while Tennant is the stereotypical Nolan in a bad way. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's missing that certain spark. Yeah, 100%. I feel like with the Oscars, and this is maybe a little bit controversial to say as well. Say it. But um, I feel like they've got a criteria now. Oh, yeah. Like, if it's a biopic, if it's a serious film, if it's an acclaimed act, uh, not an actor, director already they're most likely to be nominated for Best Picture yeah. and things mm-hmm. like Best Director and all of that. And with Oppenheimer, like, yeah, it was it was a good film. I sat through it and I can't say it was a bad film. I didn't enjoy it that much. I think Rami Malek was severely, like, he had about maybe a minute screen time in that film, but he was the one that I walked away and I said, oh, he was mm. great in that. And I think my review was Rami Malik was brilliant. <laughs> but he, obviously, he didn't play that big of a part in the film, so that's kind of saying something about it as well. No, 100%. <laughs> and what you're saying about, like, that criteria, like, I haven't heard very many positive things about Maestro this year, especially with the whole controversy of, like, Bradley Cooper wearing a prosthetic nose and he's not a Jewish man, he's directing it and all, all these things. And when I watched it, honestly, didn't think, that much of it except for Carrie Mulligan's performance Um, but there you are because he's um, not a first-time director but it's a biopic he's um, he spent six years for one scene yada 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 it's getting the nominations and I I completely agree it's a bit frustrating like feel a bit stale after a while when I feel like more interesting I think Thanks. it's been well known for a while that the best way to win an Oscar is to make a movie about movies. Mm-hmm. Like any film about old Hollywood or about, you know, how much work directors put in or how good actors are. That's what the Academy likes, you yeah. know. That is how you win Oscars. 100%. Um, yeah, I think compared to something like Poor Things, so much creativity. Mm-hmm. Whereas Oppenheimer is, I think it was fantastic, but you know what you're going to get and yeah. you got exactly that. I mean, yeah, that makes sense because even though like Oppenheimer isn't, it's it's not a film about movies, but it's a film about a genius, mm-hmm. creative kind of man. And I feel like a lot of directors, producers, people with a big ego might identify with that. And yeah. it's always the people that, the, the stories that are the most personal become the most sentimental to the Academy voters. So yeah, I 100% see that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, did you want to speak about um, the animation category? Because I know yeah. that's a favourite of yours. So, this is like a segment of <laughs> Elliot's rant about animation. Yes. And, yeah, go for it. Allow me an unhinged ramble. Mm-hmm. So animated feature for so long has been an afterthought by the Academy. But this year it's a really good lineup, And you don't have the default picks. Like you don't have Wish. And you don't have whatever Illumination put out this year. Super Mario movie, that's what it was. You do have a Pixar nominee. You've got Elemental, which story was 
good, um, it has some good themes, it had a really cool animation style. Um, but then you've got Across the Spider-Verse, which is amazing art style, really good characters, went down really well. You've got Boy and the Heron, the swan song for Miyazaki, apparently, for like the third time. Um, <laughs> you've got Nomoa, which was a really cool, really unique piece from Netflix. And then you've got Robot Dreams, which is a Spanish-French production. Like, that nominated for Best Anime Feature, that's really cool. Like, seeing more recognition for international animation, for different animation styles, and not just what was the most popular at the box office, that's a really good development. And animation is getting some of the respect it really deserves. Because I think great things have been happening in animation for the last few years, especially as we've sort of seen the... 2D, 3D becoming more mainstream and like 2.5D and sort of the Spider-Verse style. Instead of basic 3D animation, then you've got some more hand-drawn stuff. You've got Studio Ghibli doing their like classic, classic style. And that diversity is just so cool. And I'm really happy that the Academy recognise it. Yeah. Do you feel like it's sort of, it signals that animation is becoming more, um, it's been taken seriously over it being seen as a genre in itself like it's people are realizing that no animation is not a genre it's just a way to express yeah, yeah. i think people were starting to realize these aren't just kids films yeah. and that's really good like one of my favorite films of all time is a silent voice which is about depression self-hatred and suicide jesus christ and it's it a is, tuesday morning and for, is, i'm so sorry yeah, <laughs> that's lovely through such a brilliant animated style yeah that you couldn't capture in yeah. live action. And so, yeah, just the fact that people are starting to realise what this medium can do, it's not a genre in itself, it's a way of presenting. I think that means nothing but good things for the future. Yeah, 100%. And especially, it's, I feel like it gives access to people who might not have their stories told other in other mm. ways. Like like you say, stories about depression, mental illness, like people of colour, like all these stories. I don't know, this is so off topic and you might need to cut this out. But have you seen that Strange World is now, like, top of Disney Plus? Is it? Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was in America, but it people are saying that, like, obviously it's number one on Disney Plus because it wasn't getting the marketing before. Oh, yeah. So people are finding it for the first time, and it's a great film. Yeah. Pixar just have been dropping the ball in their marketing so hard. Like, yeah. everything that came out basically between the pandemic and Lightyear mm-hmm. was not marketed. Like, Lightyear was the first one that got marketed, which is a shame because it was the, the worst one. Yeah. But you had Luca, got barely any marketing. Turning Red, got barely any marketing. Mm-hmm. Soul, so, so good. So, so good. So brilliant. And it barely got any marketing. Yeah. But then they did, like, a one-day return to theatres thing um, a month ago, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a wee while ago. Um, but I'm really glad they have a second life on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um. Though I really do hope we go back to traditional theatrical runs for animated features. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, we might have to wrap up soon, but what I have for you is a little game. Mm-hmm. Are we excited? Yeah. I love games. Chloe knows that I love games. Hi, editing Chloe. Um, what I have for you guys is I've got some facts uh, about the best actor uh, nominees. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a fact about somebody and you have to pick which of the nominees it is, if that makes sense. I'll go through like the actors and everything, so don't worry. Um, are we ready? Yeah. Also, can somebody make a note? Do you, can you, 
Let me see. I'll I'll make a note. I'll just just so that I know who wins and everything because whoever wins um, gets my respect. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, right, number one. Which Best Actor nominee was once an aerial acrobat in a traveling circus? So the people you can choose between is Bradley Cooper, Coleman Domingo, Paul Giamatti, Killian Murphy, or Jeffrey Wright. You can discuss, by the way. Don't think it was Killian Murphy. Don't think it was Jeffrey Wright. Listen, Ireland has circuses. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, he might. He might have been twirling. Yeah, there's too much apathy in his eyes to be an acrobat. <laughs> I also feel like he's like really secluded from everything online, and I feel yeah. like it doesn't fit his personality. Like he's clueless. He's in his own world. But then maybe, maybe he's like a dark horse. Like you know nothing about him, so he has this like weird past where he was like a sad clown in the circus. You know. How old is he now? He's in his forties. He's ageless, to be honest. And He's been acting for a while, yeah. so I don't think it will be him. Okay. My heart wants it to be Paul Giamatti. Oh. I just I was about to say that. <laughs> Listen, it could be. Like, I feel like that man has moves. He could do it. Yeah. The way I and the holdovers when he does He's that running. little run, like chasing after. Is it? Is the actor's name Sessa or something? Anyway, Dominic Sessa. Yeah. yeah. His wee run, amazing. He could definitely imagine him in a leotard. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Other people, Bradley Cooper, Coleman Domingo, Jeffrey Wright from American Fiction. It could be Bradley Cooper. Yeah. He's always been, I was about to say quite fit, but I don't mean it in like the... No, listen, <laughs> we, we respect all tastes in this in the studio. That's fine. I don't think it'd be Jeffrey Wright, but it would be really funny. Yeah. For him to be an acrobat. Just still with his voice. Oh, yeah, that's 100% right. Like, imagine in the Hunger Games. It is him in the Hunger Games, right? Yeah. Um, when they're, like, shooting the arrows and up and he's just in the corner, like, doing a little, like, like oh, ribbon yeah. thing. It's like, imagine Keith David ballet dancing. It's just, yeah. it, it, does, it does not compute in your head. Okay, I'm going to have to look for a final, lock in your answers, folks. I'm going to go for Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, okay. Come on, Domingo, I think. Come on, Domingo. It's Coleman Domingo! Yeah. I have no other information on that except that he was an area acrobat. Also, he's ordained in like the Universal Life Church, but it's one of those like um, celebrity churches that anybody can get ordained. So do with that information what you will. Uh, next up, I'm going to go Best Actress. The fact is that I am two degrees, no, three degrees of separation away from this person. That is your fact. So I know someone that knows someone that knows her, in case you don't know what that means. Okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have to go through the nominees. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, they were just both staring at me. Um, so we have Annette, Annette Benning, Lily Gladstone, Sandra Hewler, uh, Carrie Mulligan, and Emma Stone. Who do we think I'm three degrees of separation away from? I'm trying to think in my head, like, how you'd be... Yeah, who would I not know, but someone I know knows them? It's a I tough think one. if it was Emma Stone, you'd be more excited. Yeah. Think about... I've only recently found out this information, so I haven't, like, been shouting about it, but just when I didn't have enough time to plan this game, I remembered, let's throw that in there. It's one of those. But it could be Emma Stone. Really glad to know, I don't think... I wish, though. I love that woman. No, but it, it could be. Sorry, I'm terrible at being a games master. I'm going to go Carrie Mulligan. 
Carrie Mulligan. Ooh, interesting. Locked in? Yeah. Locked in. Okay. That make you four away from Jacob Elordi. Stop. Stop. Wait, no. I'm not the biggest. I feel like I'm not I'm immune to Jacob Elordi's charms. Oh, I'm yeah, not I a huge I'm not a huge tall I like my short kings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that guys. Um yeah. No, you're not. No. No. I'm not. So Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Okay. It is Sandra Huller. Um, so context to this, my friend Paulina, she is German. Her mum has like some form of job in the film and TV industry. I think she's like, like a child casting director. Sorry, Paulina, for just saying your entire life. But um, yeah, her mum apparently knows her. So, or has met her. Maybe I might have exaggerated on this fact, but I was panicking. So there we go. But that's fun. Apparently she's a lovely person. So there we go. Um, so best supporting actor. Um, this person was once interrogated by the French police concerning a prostitution ring. Yay. So the options are Sterling K. Brown, Robert Downey Jr., Ryan Gosling, Mark Ruffalo and Robert De Niro. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. Suspicious past. Suspicious past. <laughs> has reformed. Not this. It, it, probably nothing to do with it, but we don't know. Um, what about yourself? Elliot's thinking very deeply I about this. I think it could be Robert De Niro. Oh, okay. Any any reason why? I don't know. I just feel it in my heart of hearts. Feel it in your waters. Yeah. Yeah. Locked in answers? Yeah. yeah. So, Tess, Robert Downey Jr., Robert De Niro. Two Roberts. It is Robert De Niro. Um, <laughs> let, me get the, let me get the reason behind this. I think it's something to do is with... because he seems like he could be in the mob? I mean, it would make sense. Sorry, I just need to go back to um, robertdenierointerestingfacts.com <laughs> to find this information. Who made that website? I don't know. Someone with a lot of time in their hands. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is I mean, it? It's no Jeremy Renner app, but yeah, no, true. That was, is that a thing? That was a thing. You could pay to quote get noticed by Renner, which is apparently a thing humans wanted. I want to get that tattooed. <laughs> get noticed by Renner. Wow. Yeah. So the nineteen ninety nine incident included a lengthy lengthy interrogation process, um, with a pile of paparazzi waiting for him when he left the prosecutor's office. I think it was something to do with his role in Taxi Driver. Um, but yeah. Yeah, my guess was it was to do with his filmography. Maybe, possibly. But yeah, very weird chapter in his history. So last one, Best Sport Actress. The youngest person to win an Emmy for lead actress in a comedy series. America Ferreira. Don't even need to read <laughs> the nominees. <laughs> Okay, locked in. Oh, yeah, it's America. It's America Ferrer. We love her. Ugly Betty. What a woman. Yeah, well done, everybody. I just want to say I forgot to note down who won what. Elliot won. Elliot won, but of I course. got one right. <laughs> Competitive as anything. I love that. But yeah, congratulations, Elliot. Mm. I respect you. I don't respect you, Tess. I'm sorry. Um, no, I do. I'm only joking, right? Well, Aww. well done, guys. This has been lovely. Thanks for chatting with me about Oscar nominees. There's way more to say, but we don't have enough time, unfortunately. Oh, I could ramble about animation forever. Oh, and you will. You will be contributing to that to the podcast. Past lives. Yeah, we're not ending this until we talk about past so lives. Long. So I'm so glad I got nominated. I was scared for a while. Because, like, the other 
the other like award shows hasn't been showing enough love, but it's amazing. I've still to see it. Oh, Ellen. The two that I really need to see are Past Lives and All of Us Strangers. Yes, I haven't seen All of Us Strangers yet. I have. Jealous. I'm so jealous. It was good. (gasps) You don't like it? I liked it, but it felt so like close and personal to me, but really far as well. Right. Mm. So it had like a weird sort of thing. But I think Andrew Squirt was brilliant. Maybe you're not ready for it. Yeah, maybe I just need to grow a little bit. Sometimes I feel like I need to watch a film like twice before yeah. I can actually cry. Like I didn't cry at holdovers. I I wiped away some tears, but that was it. So I think next time I see it, I'll be like bawling my eyes out. Holdovers and past lives I cried at. Oh, past lives, past lives is it? But it was like a good cry. Yeah. It was like you needed it, and you're like, "This is beautiful. Thank you so much, Celine Song. You've destroyed me." And yeah. Snub from her as uh, oh, yeah. No, it's so true. Greta Lee. For like best actress, Greta Lee, I think is the coolest person on this planet. She mm. is just so effortlessly amazing. She was also in that show Russian Doll, and just as like a fun like side character, and I loved her in that as well. Amazing. Okay, we're gonna have to end this, but thank you so much for being here. This has been great. Bye. Bye. Bye.